Welcome back. My name is Kit. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things. Just, you know, doing our thing. Doing our thing. It's the last recording of 2023. You guys are going to hear this in the year 2024. Oh, wow. But yeah, so this is the last time we're going to record streaming things in the year of our Lord 2023. It's over, baby. It's it's all downhill from here. Looking toward the future. What's the future going to look like for the show? We don't know. We get tons of emails and mostly DMs on Instagram and stuff nowadays to me um, asking, hey, are you going to do more crossing streams? Are you going to do more like new movie coverage? Uh, When's the Game of Thrones thing happening? I would love that so much. I got four of those messages today alone. We just don't know for sure what it looks like right now. It depends on the, the amount of time we can devote. Yeah, the Game of Thrones coverage depends on when House of the Dragon's coming out. So I feel like we want to like lead up into that with Game of Thrones. Well, depending on how we do it, um, there almost wouldn't be enough time if we, if we started now unless we did it in some different way. Well, like I, was season by like, season I was talking or, about the first season. Mm-hmm. Like we just cover the first season up to Hot D. Yeah, Hot Dizzle. Yeah, and if people are like, we want more, then we can do season two after that. Yeah, we see how it does. Yeah. I actually like that. If we do one a week, those are probably 10 episodes. Yeah. That's 10 weeks. That's almost three months. So that would mean starting in like March Mm -hmm. or something. Because it said summer. Yeah. Because they haven't come out with an official day of when Hot D starts. So maybe in March. Maybe in March. March. (laughs) We'll find out if it's in March. Because, you know, like I think Steve shared on the wrapped episode, like, uh, you know, the strike kind of kind of killed our um, a lot of our listener base. But at the same time, like Like went door to door and killed them all. (laughs) Like with silenced PP7 pistols. Are you Sarah Connor? (laughs) (laughs) Are you butthorn? Kinda. Um, I'm looking for Charlie Friday. I need all of this grandma sisters. <laughs> <laughs> but our most ardent supporters have been like more supportive, if that makes sense. So like our Patreon yeah. went up, but our like our base downloads went like 50% down. Oh yeah. But it's like, it's kind of cool. Cause it's like, should, should us our true friends. You know, yeah, we know who our true friends are. That's right. So we appreciate the support because of you were able to keep doing the show. And we just want to make sure that it's something the majority of people are into. Um, and so we're committed to finishing law season one and we're committed to doing these, these Patreon movies, which is what you're, which is what you're hearing right now. The Patreon demanded films. We do at least one a week. And this is where a certain tier allows our patrons to force us to watch a movie and review it on the show for good or ill. Right. And that's, what's happening right now. So if you want to be a part of that kind of thing, you can join our Patreon. If you want to support the show for free, uh, as thousands of other people have done, you can rate and review the show on Spotify or iTunes where you're listening to this. And that, that helps us a lot. So thank you to those that have done that. I've been reading reviews and stuff uh, a lot over the holidays, the ones that I missed, and it's really heartening. But without any further ado, let's get right into the meat and taters. What? Taters, taters precious? Well, it's called The Other Sister, a film from 1999 requested by E. Scramo. E. Scramo. One of the Scramer, Scramo sisters. <laughs> the Scramer? One of the Scramers. Directed by Gary Marshall, uh, written by Alexandra Rose, Blair Richwood, and Gary Marshall. And starring Juliette Lewis, some of my favorite mm. actors of all time. Juliette Lewis, Diane Keaton, and uh, Giovanni Ribisi, who uh, I'm a huge fan of Giovanni Ribisi. Uh, it's a show called Sneaky Pete on Amazon Prime. Many people have not seen. You should check that out. Oh, I remember Sneaky Pete. It also has the indomitable... Sarah Paulson mm-hmm. before I knew who, well, long before I knew who she was. Um, and uh, Dallas from Aliens is in here. Great for that reason. Now, Steve, 
I don't know how to handle this, right? <laughs> <laughs> because I love. Okay. Uh, I Yeah. This is a tricky episode. In fact, I'm not 100% sure if this isn't just an elaborate prank from East Graymo on us. Trying to get us canceled. Trying to get us canceled. Uh, do you want to, do you want me to read to you? Because some people might not know the, what this movie is. I'll give you I'll, the summary from I'll, IMDb. I'll be honest with you. I had never heard of this movie before. No, me neither. I didn't even bother to look it up when nope. East Graham was like, this is my movie months ago. Did you find out it. what it was from me yesterday? Yes. Okay. Cause you texted me th- what your friend was telling you. And yeah. I'm like, surely it's not that. And then I went on IMDb and looked up the movie. I'm like, Oh fuck. <laughs> so this is the summary from IMDb. Uh, a mentally challenged young woman seeks independence by ob- obtaining her own apartment and attending college while her family plans her sister's wedding. That's sums it up. It says it's a comedy, drama, romance. I want to read to you the letterboxed summary, which is not at all accurate in my opinion, if I recall. I was looking at it yesterday. So let me just... Who writes the letterboxed synopsis? I I don't know. I don't know. But it's always different. Um, Different than IMDb's? Correct. And I think that that's fascinating. It's usually better. uh, But in this case, not so much. Um, A mentally challenged girl proves herself to be every bit as capable as her perfect sister, quote unquote, when she moves into an apartment and begins going to college. That's not at all what this movie's about. Her sisters are very supportive. Yeah, the sisters are very supportive, but also like not really factors in this movie for the most no. part. Yeah. No, no. In fact, the mother hates all her kids. <laughs> yeah, but she hates them all equally. So I'm going to try to make this a fun conversation. I don't think it's I, I don't really I'm not scared of being inappropriate or anything. I mean, I have uh uh, a, a brother who's very high on the spectrum I grew up with. And I, I have lots of regrets and stuff about how I interacted with him being raised in the nineties and stuff uh, and being an asshole as well. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's not like any of this makes me uncomfortable or anything. Uh, but it, what does make me uncomfortable is how much I love all of the Scramo sisters that I've met just deeply and passionately. The one we haven't though. And yet hate this movie <laughs> deeply and passionately. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't think I'm crazy. It has a 2.8 out of 5 on Letterboxd. There's a strong three and three and a half star rating, which is wild to me. <laughs> uh, it has a, a 22, 28 Metascore, which is not high. Um, I think that's roughly what it is on Rotten Tomatoes as well. The Chicago Tribune reviewed it. Falls into a familiar trap resembling a neatly wrapped made for TV homily. And we can only read some of these reviews because some of them are really not okay to say anymore. Yeah, they were written in the in 2000. Like there was one I sent Chris from from the writer of the of Entertainment Weekly reviewing this movie and I was like, "Holy fucking shit." Like that's just a throwaway joke for how much this person doesn't like this movie, yeah. but they're still using language that's like shocking today. Like, "Oh my god, yes. that was just 23 almost 24 years ago at this point." Uh, the Village Voice, Dennis Lim says, uh, plunging headfirst into mush at every opportunity, Marshall brings out the worst in his actors. And uh, Kenneth Turin from the Los Angeles Times said, by coddling viewers and micromanaging our responses, the other sister shows almost as little respect for the audience as Elizabeth does for her feisty, underappreciated daughter. Um, so that sums up some of the overall feelings. The highest score on here is a 50 out of 100. Uh, that says falls into a familiar trap resembling a neatly wrapped made for TV homily. So that's that one. That's the highest praise mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, on Metacritic, which is a conglomeration of all reviews for this movie. So I say that to say that I, I never want to be mean to someone's like choice for us. Like that doesn't feel good. Like you didn't pay us to shit on your favorite movie or one of your beloved films or whatever. 
but it also could be the case that you pick this to, to be an asshole or to be, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, but I also, regardless, I'm never going to lie. Right. So well, also like, I feel like it's also a shtick with the Scramo sisters where, you know, uh, Emily discovered the podcast. There is an other sister, Jenny, you know? yeah. Jenny also became a fan of the podcast, but became our, a patron first and kind of rubbed it in Emily's face. So Emily joined. I so like there that is competition. I think, and then there's also a third sister that they kind of poke fun of because she's not a, fan of the show at all. Yeah. And so there is this sort of like fun little in joke, like, Oh, of course you would pick a movie called the other sister. Yeah. And, and, but I, but again, I didn't know anything about this movie until mm-hmm. yesterday when mm-hmm. I sat down to shortly before I sat down to watch it. And I gotta be honest with you, uh, Kit, this, um, I had of all the movies we've watched f- in for patrons over the years, maybe sure. in all the movies we've ever watched, I've never when the movie ends, I've never been so conflicted and like, I don't really know how to feel about this movie. Uh, Cause on one hand for a movie that came out in 1999, I do think that this movie is fairly progressive and also trying to tackle a real issue with some level of maturity. Now it is a movie that came out in 1999. So it definitely fails in its maturity at certain levels, but I do think that they're making an honest try at it, right? That, you know, you know, uh, people with autism do grow up to have their own individual lives. And it is a conflict that families that have a person who are, who is developmentally delayed in their life, they, they, these are real issues that affect them. And I think this movie is trying to treat that, uh, conflict with respect and honestly show it. But at the same time, and I was struggling. I was, I was talking with some, with Eric about this, like why is Juliette Lewis and Giovanni Ribisi's portrayal of these characters? While at this, well, on one point I think, wow, they're really acting. They're really trying their best to do something and not make it be satire or like funny. They're like, this is real. This is, you know, they're, they're make they're having an honest go about it, but somehow it like makes me feel so icky but yet I could watch something like Forrest Gump and be like, ha 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 fun. You know what I mean? Like I was really grappling with that dichotomy within myself after this movie ended. Yeah. I just don't think it's successful at anything. It's even if you give it the benefit of the doubt, right. Mm-hmm. And then say that it was earnest. Um, and again, I am so sorry in advance. I just cannot lie. <laughs> I refuse to lie. I will not. Um, I, just find so little to recommend about this movie. I, I on any level, <laughs> I'm sorry. This sounds, I'm trying to, I, I'm actually actively trying to soften it and it's just not working. Like this is a few, this is like five years after what's eating Gilbert grape. Uh, this is a, you know, five years after, um, Forrest Gump, a couple of years before I am Sam. Um, and this is 11 years after rain man, for which Dustin Hoffman won an Oscar. And I think Leonardo DiCaprio is, is incredible in what's eating Gilbert grape. And I think this movie just reeked to me of, I don't even want to call it Oscar bait. Cause they, they, I think it definitely reeks of Oscar. bait. They had to know what they, that they didn't have Oscar material here. Maybe, maybe, but I, I think they're very I much trying to, at least that's what Giovanni Ribisi and Juliette Lewis signed up for. And it's just yeah. like, there's no, there's no honest portrayal of an issue here to me. It's just like a, 
you guys love this shit, don't you? Kind of vibe, you know? And I'm like, no, I do not. So we, so my job, we do a lot of work with the DSAGC around here. And that's a big thing with that group is, you know. What uh, is the, for those that don't know? The Down Syndrome Association of Greater Cincinnati. And what they do is they help a lot of people, uh, families who have family members with Down Syndrome. And they're sort of helping them uh, throughout the entire life of the person with Down Syndrome where they get the kids into programs that help them you know, have more life skills. So like they they give them uh, cooking classes and classes on how to run an apartment. So eventually those people can leave their homes, have an independent life. You know, you can't rely on the parents to take care of them their whole life because at one point, you know, the parents might die and they really are adamant. Like, you know, you need to teach uh, developmentally delayed people life skills because they're, they're humans. They want responsibility. They want to have their own lifestyle. Give them autonomy in some way. Give them that autonomy. Yeah. And so when I was sort of watching that struggle being uh, portrayed on screen, it's like, oh yeah, I've like talked to people who have gone through a similar thing, uh, who have experienced a similar thing. So I feel like there is a little bit of earnestness there, but again, it's not, I don't think, you know, successful in a way. Yes, I I 100% agree with that. Um, And it's surprising because I started looking into the talent behind this, just baffled. You know, because I again, <laughs> I cannot stress enough. I think the editing is some of the worst I've ever seen. I think that the the soundtrack is one hundred percent the worst I've ever heard. Oh yeah, the soundtrack. I cannot rough. stand the soundtrack. They tried to every song they put in is like the lyrics matching. Like the, the lyrics sang the emotional beat of the scene is all they were concerned with. Do you know what I mean? And not like yeah. the vibe of the song at fucking all. Like it'll oh, be like there, there was her in her new apartment and it's like, just want to be on my own or whatever. Like they, okay. The lyrics match what you're saying, but like, that's not what's important in a soundtrack. Oh, right? the, the, soundtrack? the one that cracked me up is when they were doing the montage of them looking for like new apartments for Carla. Mm-hmm. And there's a song that's like, I want to live like animals. <laughs> yeah. What well, the fuck? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but Gary Marshall directed this and he has a TV background. He did like stuff like Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley and uh, Mork and Mindy. And then he went on to direct uh, A League of Their Own and mm-hmm. um, uh, Never Been Kissed, which are great movies. Um, so, and then I, I actually Googled at one point last night, I was so fucking mad. I, I Googled is the editor of the other sister dead and, uh, <laughs> he's not, and he wasn't dead when he edited this, which is surprising. And in fact, Jesus, <laughs> Bruce green is a very accomplished editor who's worked on a ton of stuff. Um, that's he's worked with John Turtletaub a bunch, uh, Gary Marshall, of course. Uh, but he was like, he, you know, he edited cool runnings, which was successful. A lot of stuff like that, but he, he worked with, uh, the, he was assistant editor on the Indiana Jones movies, like big, big stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, okay, like I just can't find an example of all the accomplished, talented people that put this together and then watch this. Um, uh, cause I, I do think that this movie could work if they didn't edit it in such a way they go like four seconds past awkward on every line and it, it could have worked mm-hmm. if you did like maybe it wouldn't have been great no matter what you did, but you know what I mean? Like it could have worked a lot better than it did Yeah, with, with a better cut. I don't know why the fuck this movie is two hours and 15 minutes. So long. I text you and I was enraged because it's like midnight yeah. and I still had to watch lost episode 13. 
and I text you like, holy shit, there's 30 minutes of this left because well, this movie kind of the, 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 the narrative sort of device that kind of keeps the movie going is, is Caroline's wedding. So we're like, oh, we got to get to Caroline's wedding. Like that's yeah. the big, well, and most this movies, is like a, a riff on the graduate, which is a movie they watch throughout the movie. Right. And so in any other movie, you get to the wedding, that's the big climax of the film movies over. But once you get to the Caroline's wedding, that's like, oh wait, now you're, now we're getting into the third act, which is leading into Carla and uh, Daniel's wedding. And you're like, oh yeah. my God, I thought this was over. Yes. There's still more. And like <laughs> every time I, it almost, like I almost cried a couple times, like in spite of everything, not working at all. Like I, I do I, love Giovanni Rabisi. I did cry at the end. Uh, okay. The, we, the wedding got me. Okay. The wedding thing. The, uh, the Dan, vows. The, yeah. Daniel and um, uh, Carla's uh, wedding got like, me. Like when he's giving that speech um, that turns into the, like the dark night of the soul beat instead of a touching moment. At Chris, he, the Christmas speech where he accidentally embarrasses her. Yeah, we yeah. did it. You know, um, I was like getting there, you know, like, oh, he's just got a little drunk and he's just going to put it all out there. And then like he fucks it up and it ends up everybody laughing at her. But like it, you, it kept almost getting me. But yeah, you text me because you'd got to that scene, the the Christmas drunken speech scene. And you were like, that was one of the hardest things I've ever had to watch. It was. Yeah. And honestly, it really is because you just see this well-intended person just make a mistake that they didn't even know they were making. And then everyone's upset. Everyone's mad. And just that, that, that she calls of, him stupid, which is his like biggest thing. Yeah. And that scene of them outside the limousine. Cause they're, you know, they're rich family. Where's the driver. We can't possibly drive ourselves. <laughs> uh, that's that scene of like, it's just one take really where it's just the cameras lingering on them arguing outside a car. And it's like, this feels really weird. Like, yeah, real. there's a lot of that. Yeah. I tell you what I did like. Can I do that? Maybe instead yeah. of being such an asshole. Absol I wish you would. <sighs> uh, I wish you would be kind. Ernie. I oh, love Ernie's Ernie. my dude. Ernie is so patient. Uh, like, like when the kid, you know, uh, Danny's like throwing shit in his house and stuff. And he's uh, assuming he has severe PTSD from Nam. But he's just like, hey, whoa, 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 hey, buddy, you, you need a hug. Hey, pets are good. Pets are good. Like yeah. all the Ernie stuff I loved deeply. When, when Ernie showed up as his best man at the end of the movie, I popped so loud. <laughs> like, fucking Ernie. Ernie's my, we all need an Ernie. We do. Um, and by the way, seeing Sarah Paulson uh, in her element, just serving. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she served so hard in this and I, as she always does, but I was delighted to see that. We needed more Sarah Paulson. I loved that. But it was really Diane Keaton that that ruined this movie for me. It was like the mother sucks so bad. Oh, and yeah. she sucks so hard. She does suck. And I understand why her husband was a drunk. I... <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird thing for the movie, the setup, because in the beginning of the movie, he's just like it's spilling like, a drink. He's yeah. a drunk dude. Drink? Like, look look at this drink? drunk guy. And then immediately he's like, oh, no, I've been sober for eight years. Yeah, like sent my daughter off and got sober immediately. Um, yeah. You mean Dallas from Alien? <laughs> is that who that is? Yeah. Huh. It's Dallas from Alien. Uh, uh, Tom Skerritt. Hmm. I, I, sorry, I, I laughed so hard because I was trying to figure out what his name was and they kept calling him Radley. Yeah, like boo. And I was like, surely that's not, and I'm, I'm, it's Bradley, right? Like someone's nope. going to call him Brad. And so then I turned the subtitles on and yep, they're coming in hot with name of my guy, Radley. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm calling him Dallas. Radley of the generational <laughs> wealth. The other lady was like, I should have married him. That is an important part of the movie that I don't want to fully skip over is that they're so, super rich. They're super rich. They're fucking loaded. They're mm -hmm. a loaded family. There's a scene where Diane Keaton, honestly, I think it's an actual, it's actually like if you pull back and sort of just read what she's saying, I think it's a very true statement. 
And it's one of my more favorite lines of the movie where she's like talking, she's venting to her husband, Radley. Like when you're, when you're an adult, when you're a parent, there's two levels of judgment. You know, people judge oh, you I because her of the little type, speech in the boat. Yeah. They, they, people judge you for who you are as a person, but then they also judge you for the way your the way your kids are. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really honest, like not who they are, but how they're doing, how they're doing. Yeah. yeah. How they're doing. And you know, that was real. And like, I, yeah, that's a really good point, but it's, it's undercutted. That whole scene's undercut because they're on their boat. Cause they're on a fucking yacht. <laughs> and like, they're like, Oh, and then the dad's like, Hey, our, our, our kids aren't drug addicts. They're not thieves. They're not Democrats. Like you fucking people are on a boat. <laughs> on a fucking yacht. They're not Democrats. I don't feel bad for that? you at all. Yeah. He does say that. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I do think the movie would be better if they weren't rich. It would be, yeah. Because I do think there's a lot to say about um, the struggles of having uh, someone with special needs that you're trying to protect and love and, and navigate the world. And that's, it's tough anyway. And that's so it makes it extra tough. There's a lot to say that could be said here. Mm-hmm. There's a great story that could be told. And I can tell nobody who's dealt with any of this was involved in writing and, and producing and directing this. That's what I'm trying to say, I guess. You know what I mean? It's just their own. You can tell. Can, like, you, can you imagine a bunch like, of people who like saw what's eating Gilbert Grape and Rain Man and were like, yeah, we need to do one of those <laughs> instead of like having any lived experience of what this is like. You know, mm-hmm. there's no empathy, I don't think, in, in this movie. Uh, but could you imagine if they did this movie from Daniel's perspective, like from, you know, his, his, his I would like dad being really mean? Yeah. And, and then meeting like a rich, a rich girl. And um, yeah, I think that's would possibly be a better movie, too. Yeah. Um, so I guess we could try to get into it and I'll try to be not a dick. <laughs> um, hey, live your truth. Too man. late for that. I live, guess live your truth, man. Too late for that. Live that truth. So it's, it opens up with her making what I thought were friendship bracelets, but they're the necklaces. She's at the Rose Lake school. Her dad is, is picking her up. Um, and then it cuts to a memory uh, of Carla, a young Carla at the dinner table. Uh, she refuses to eat with her fork and her mom is just Diane Keaton chills out, but for like for the first 45 minutes, she's an actively terrible person. Like to all of her daughters, you don't be gay. You, you're a fucking dick. Stop being a dick. And it's like, her husband's like, I'm super chill, dude. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what I mean? It's just constantly freaking out. And like, she's so controlling and and like kind of, and mean to her daughter, you know? Yeah. Like, no, you're going to have adult things now. I got rid of your toys. And you're not going to go here and you're going to play tennis because that's what ladies do. Like, you know what I mean? Like you just not even like tennis. And maybe it's from the 23, 23, like eat the rich lens or something. But it's like, the, yeah, you're right. The whole movie is just kind of like, fuck you, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she, he's this you were able her. to get rid of your child by sending her to a boarding school of some type. Yeah. And just, yeah you haven't seen her. And she's and on she's the upside like of the country screaming about Carla, like where all the girls can hear. Like she sucks, you know, and it's like, this is damaging her. Yeah. And, uh, Sarah Paulson in all caps is what I wrote here. Cause that made me happy. Um, and then, so Carla returns home. She has to meet fucking Jeff Reed, which is, uh, one of the sister's fiancés and he sucks. I don't like him either. Well, investing in the terminal growth of the, yeah. Like he's like an oil baron. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what is this fucking family? I don't know, man. She gives him the necklace gifts. Um, Wait, so, uh, Here's the thing. So when I first started watching this movie, I had IMDb pulled up and I think IMDb glitched out because they had the dad's name credited as Danny. Mm. So the first few moments of my notes, I have Danny's here to pick up Louise. Danny's talk like on the plane with Carla. 
uh, Danny's been drinking. And then this is when I wrote, wait, his name's Radley. <laughs> what is going on? And I refreshed IMDB and it corrected the bug. So I don't know exactly what happened on that, but it oh, was really I forgot weird. to tell you guys the wildly, I think inappropriate tagline for this film. Oh yeah. So this is, this is where I think a lot of student, like a lot of the earnestness that you've been looking for was sapped out of this movie because of studio control. And I think this is, this is the reason why I point to be like, yeah, this is how I, this is why I feel that way. This is how I feel about the movie. Yeah. The, the, this is the tagline for the other sister in 1999, a love story for the romantically challenged. Oof. Stop. <laughs> Big oof energy Just on that one. Stop. Just <laughs> no. So she returns home. Uh, she's like, and there's a cool moment where she's like manually putting the peas on the fork because she knows that's what's expected of her. Like she's putting that effort in, but like it's, it's not her way. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Instead of just being herself, she's trying really hard to fit into this mold. Mm -hmm. um, and then she asks, did you two do it to her sister and her and, and the fiance? And everybody laughs like, oh my God, sex. Um, and then Carla wants to get her diploma and be a veterinarian's assistant. And her mother just wants her to stay in the mansion and be hidden away. You mm -hmm. know, no, you can't do anything. You can't live your own life. That's, that's, that's wild. Um, and then she has that memory of the stupid stairs boy who's a bully and she got what he deserved. Yeah, fuck I, that kid. For sure. He wanted to play Monopoly. I'm just following fuck stupid. That kid. For sure. <laughs> what kind of monstrous kids like, hey guys, let's make fun of this girl and then play some Monops. Yeah. <laughs> let's have a sweet Monop sesh. Two terrible ideas. Uh, she wants her stuff back because her mother redecorated her room while she was gone. And, you know, there's an episode about that. I want um, my things. That's I, I, I get it. And then, she, and her, then her mother says to the husband, Radley, and she's going to make it up to her for being gone for 10 years and putting her in the like boarding school or whatever. And then in the next scene, she's like forcing her to play tennis. So she's not making it up to her. And like, it's the maid or whatever out there, like walking Winnie. her through that. Yeah. I, I have to say a couple words about Winnie. Speak about Winnie. Winnie. Yeah. Not the poo. No, this woman confounds me. Mm -hmm. She is the maid. I assume yeah, like the housekeeper, the housekeeper of this very wealthy family. This woman is like ride or fucking die. She is the female version of Alfred Pennyworth. All right. If one of, <laughs> if one of these kids were like, Hey Winnie, I want to fight crime. She'd be like, I've made you the costume already. Yeah. I've been waiting for you to say this. Winnie is literally like, Oh my gosh, she's fucking home. Ah! <laughs> and she always shows up in the middle of like the parents being abusive and like course corrects. Yeah. Dinner is served. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, Winnie, but like pointedly, you know, and they're like, oh, okay. Winnie is either. Like, I feel Penny like when they're arguing, she'll killer. walk in and be like, you two have not made coitus in weeks. And this is the source of your disagreement. Put it in her. <laughs> I will guide you. <laughs> Page 143. I have, I have made a gimp suit in my off time I've for given, you. I've gifted your daughters all a copy of the joy of sex. I suggest you check it out. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Winnie's the one feeding her the yeah, sex books for sure. <laughs> um, I've earmarked a couple pages. I think you will find most interesting page 69. I've dog marked the ones you shouldn't look at. <laughs> uh, and then after all, they take her to, I don't even know what they're, what event they're at, but she takes her shopping. There's like the, the creepy foot, shoe guy, the foot fetish, like Quentin Tarantino's selling shoes. And toes <laughs> are the windows to the soul. <laughs> which is kind of a funny joke. And the mother are like, is like, I've been to Hong Kong several times and I've never heard that. Cause he says it's an ancient Chinese secret or whatever. Um, mom shuts that down. Oh yeah. They're going to a dog adoption event. I guess I didn't understand what was going on, but then Carla wants to bark at the puppies and, and play with the doggos. Yeah. That's and what you like, do with dogs. Everyone there sucks. 
everyone sucks. Cause they're like horrified that she's petting the dogs. Uh, Elizabeth, your child's playing with the dog. It's, can you, can you stop your child? Playing with the like, dog? All these little doggos are just like milling about calmly. And they act the, the scene plays out like it's absolute fucking chaos. And it's just weird. Yeah. And like then, these people have never done a dog adoption event and they're just trying to do what they think high society would make a dog adoption event. Correct. Uh, Carla runs away and she like hitchhikes back to the school. Um, and this is where like the principal headmaster guy is defensive and actually stands up for Carla. And he's like, I think maybe perhaps you need to entertain the thought that you suck. <laughs> Independence will give her dignity is what he says. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Something do you like- have children? No, but I have worked with them for, including yours for 10 years. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, one so, might say, I know her better than you because you yes. dropped her off here for me to take care I of. I actually raised her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they let her go to vocational school, uh, the Bay Area Polytechnic. Creepy like guys. It's a trade school, right? It is. It's it a vocational is, okay. school. Yeah. yeah. And like creepy you guys show up immediately. And yeah, like they're uh, at the front door. Like, what's up, girl? Like, who's the, running this school? This is a, Do they the, even go here? Yeah, this is a <laughs> leftover from like an 80s film where you've got like psycho creeps that just hang outside yes. of schools just to make sure that and everyone's there's like a dance. introduced. Why is there a dance? This is a college. That's not, you know what I mean? That's <laughs> true. Yeah. I was so fucking, what is this movie? It's the Halloween dance. All, uh, yeah. all colleges do it. Yeah. <laughs> I love um, the one dude where, um, so, like, again, like, and maybe I just don't know how these schools work because I, I, I haven't gone to a school quite like this, but the fact that the, like registration, at least then is like, you just walk up to a table and you're like, I would like this class, please. And they're like, yeah, cool. And usually then, it's not online now. And then the one dude's like, Hey, the only requirement at Polytechnic is that you pay. Look, man, we don't care what you do here. It's like, uh, you can stand at the front door and assault people. <laughs> that's the class they registered for. <laughs> Those guys do it. Creeps 101. <laughs> so we meet uh, Giovanni Rabisi's character, Danny. He's standing there jamming, letting people cut him. And Carla stands up for him. Um, and then there's some, some drama there. I was a little disappointed that when it's revealed that he's jamming to just like marching band music, because I kind of wanted him to be like listening to like, like Biggie Smalls, like Biggie Smalls yeah. and <laughs> like just that, that, like he's like, I'm really into rap. <laughs> like just, I'm going to listen to crisscross. You're having soon. my baby, baby. <laughs> huh? What? Um, I love it when they call me big papa. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by better help. It's the holiday season, the season of gift giving. If you're like me, you've waited until late December to think about it. And now everything that you try to order on a website is not going to arrive until after Christmas. That's the opposite of the holiday spirit. That's stressful. We've got a gift that you can give yourself. You can get a subscription to better help and give yourself the gift of therapy. If you've never tried therapy before, it's a great way to get into it. You can fill out a questionnaire and get matched with a therapist. And if you don't like them, or you're not meshing. It's easy to switch. You can just get another one and it's all online so you don't have to stress about the traffic and the driving and the location and all the logistical things that always help you talk yourself out of giving therapy a try so i think you should do it this holiday season lower the stress a little bit give yourself the gift of mental wellness so in the season of giving give yourself what you need with better help visit betterhelp.com slash streaming things today to get 10 percent off your first month that's betterhelp h-e-l-p.com slash streaming things 
ho, ho, happy holidays and happy streaming, everybody. This month, we want to give a special shout out to all of our patrons who keep the lights on and streaming things, but we especially want to give a special shout out to the super patrons. They are Kaylee Sampson, San Valentino, Anthony Corona, Infamous, Brent Stradamus, Sunshine, Huckleberry Cauliflower, Optimus, Mike from New Hampshire, Brett X, Emily Scarano, Little Tickler, Svento7, Jace Gramo, Haley Anderson, AK Ashley Ray, Adam Busby, Wendy O'Loughlin, Joey Stewart, Jason Hawkins, Big Butthorn, Conrad, Rabbit Dog in a Barbie Car, Charlie Friday, Alexis Adler, Linda Eklund, Emmy, Joe Velez, John Collins, Amber McVeigh, Amanda King, Trisha Bueller, Sun Loving Mortal, Suzanne Road, Lauren Waller, Jadinklage Morgoon, Jen Robinson, Kalisha Reeves, Aaron Armstrong, Kevin Strother, Ryan Moore, Ashley Powers, Stephen the Fifth, Casey McCain, and of course, Enza. Thank you all so much for supporting the show. And with that, let's get back to it. Uh, and then outside, she wants to pet the cop dog. Uh, she, she keeps getting in trouble with, with puppies. It's basically just Steve. Um, <laughs> I know. Like, it's a cute puppy. <laughs> uh, and then let her pet it. There's this weird scene where like the chick next to her is like trying to fuck the professor for good grades. <laughs> At, uh, at community college, the directing of this scene is so weird because she, so the 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 it's from her eyeliner. You see them, yeah, and she's just like fiddling around with her pants in a way that is not sexy. <laughs> like if you were trying, like I'm being very overt. I do love that it does not work at all, and the professor's just like, okay, okay, <laughs> and the, the, the chick's like, oh, <laughs> oh man, my 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 tummy rubbing technique. Do you do didn't any go. private lessons? Not usually. No. Oh, <laughs> but then like Carla's like, she, I said, oh no, she learned the hoe move. Like <laughs> she's just in her house practicing that. Like, oh, nice to meet you. Do you give private lessons? Uh, and then she meets Daniel McMahon played by Giovanna Ribisi. And he asks her out basically like, oh, you got some extra time. You want to go get a soda and, and some food? And she's like, not really. And he's like, I, mean, I think you should. That'd be yeah. cool. Want to get a tids and bits? Yeah. Go get some tids and bits. Um, <laughs> And he like waves at the marching band uh, outside at one point, which is like some foreshadowing for later. I thought that was cool. And I put my notes. Oh, he loves buses. No, wait, marching bands. Because <laughs> he literally says, it's not the buses I like. It's the fact that they can take me to the marching bands. Yeah. Um, because on the way out, he's like, look at those buses. And she's like, what are they doing? And he's like, pulling out, turning. <laughs> um and then the, the scene is funny where he like tries to get the guy to move. You know, if the seat was empty, I could sit next to you. Uh, and the guy's like, all right, man. Um, and they all, you can tell they all know him there. Like, Hey Danny. Yeah. He, uh, he often comes to tits and bits cause the food is free. It's just like a, it's a bar for bus drivers. And so they just, there's like pretzels and, oh, okay. and beanie weenies sitting out. Gotcha. And it's, it shows how I did not pick up on that. Yeah. It shows how poor he is that he mm-hmm. like has to eat. He ate Thanksgiving dinner there, which is just pretzels and, and Vienna sausages and shit, you yeah, know, cause his dad sucks. It's just bar free bar food that's sitting out like the peanuts and bowls and stuff. They don't really do that anymore, especially post COVID, but you know, <laughs> it was a thing in the nineties. Yeah. Um, so yeah, his dad sucks, uh, and he tries to show her all the things that he loves. And, and, this, is, and this is where we find out that uh, uh, Carla's thing that she's most scared of is people laughing at her. Because yes. uh, some people in the bar start la- start laughing about something unrelated, and Dana's like, oh, don't worry, they're not laughing at you. Well, and before that, he makes a joke and laughs at himself, and yeah. she gets furious. Yeah. He's like, no, I made a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is super important. Um, and he uh, also says that his job pays nothing. And it's getting the marshmallows out of tubas and stuff. 
But then he's like, but I have another job that does pay me. So he, he works at a bakery. He just hangs out around marching bands for fun. And I love that little window into his mind where like, yeah, he has a real job. And he, that, that's not what he lives yeah, for. It's the, it's the tuba thing. I, I he love loves the bands. marching band. Uh, and then it cuts to Carla's birthday and she wants to go live on her own. She wants her own apartment. The mom shits on the idea. Because Danny takes her to his. Yeah. She's like, wow, apartments are, are cool. But she have- just hears that he has an apartment. She hasn't been to his yet. Oh, uh, that's right. And she's like, could, could could you have your own pet? And he's whoa, like, yeah. I do whatever I want. What? Yeah. For $350 a month. I can, other than that, I can do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> which is like two grand now. Um, Oof. Uh, and so the mom like, absolutely not. We're not having a family. Like every person in this family thinks that Carla deserves autonomy except for the mother. And I understand they could have played on the fact that she fears for her daughter's safety and stuff and letting go is difficult. But like, they mm-hmm. just really have Diane Keaton's character like go over the top rude about it you know she's rude to everyone in the family and the dad puts his foot down like you're not gonna fucking talk to me like that you know (laughs) yeah i worked hard to be born into a rich family and i'm not gonna let anybody shit on me now (laughs) i am a man damn it (laughs) he's been so this is where we find out he's been sober almost nine years uh and then they make up on the boat in a way that's not satisfying at all (laughs) permission to board granted (laughs) i i wrote uh radley goes to his boat I don't think you leave boats out like that. <laughs> you do if you can just buy another That's one. That's true. Like she climbs on the boat. This is last season's boat. This is how they make up. She literally says, "At least we're not poor." And he's like, "Oh God, I know, right?" Oh, <laughs> could you could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! They're all uh, in the next scene. The dinner is kind of. They're all wearing her necklaces, which is like a super sweet, obvious thing to do. And the mother goes. Oh my God, this is absurd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I just hate the way this it, is. We're supposed to have a nice family dinner. Carla, that's my role. Stop. Uh, but she does relent and say that she can have her own apartment. Carla's very happy. Uh, dad's dropping her off at school and sees her friend, Danny. Like, oh, he's kind of cute. Um, Dad. Mom gives her the sex talk. Uh, In the park. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I was taught boys may try to coitus me. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and then she runs to feed the ducks. And there, there's a really subtle like uh, character moment in here where Carla's trying to sit on the bench, and her mom's like, "No, it's you're gonna get wet. The bench is wet." She's like, "It's not." And she sits down, and yeah. it's not wet. It, so it just keeps alluding to the fact that Elizabeth is just like a very overprotective woman helicopter that, that does not even look at the facts in front of her to justify how helicopter e she is. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then I, this is where we get the, I want to live like animals. I wrote worst needle drop of all time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is that song? I don't know. I it's not found appropriate. It, I should have found it on the board and it could it's, have been. It's worse. 2024's A Dog. It's league. It's leagues worse than A Dog. A Dog. A Dog. A Dog. All around that world. I would have liked that song in this movie better. <laughs> She goes to play with the ducks. It's like, hey, dog, hey, dog, yeah. hey, dog. Or hey during dog. The, the dog ceremony event thing. Yeah. That would have been perfect. Yeah. Um, she's trying to ride the buses. She's riding them all over. Like, because Daniel told her, like, yeah, they're pretty simple. You can you can handle it. So she's learning autonomy. And have you ever been on public transit systems, Steve? Yeah. It's horrifying. Yeah. It's awful. <laughs> there are some wild characters on buses, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, buses I, are like convenient, I, but yeah, the, you roll your, you roll the dice every time you get on one. I, I had to ride them for years. Um, so back at, uh, this is when she, he takes her to his apartment. That's what she's taking the bus to go do to his apartment. Um, and he only has marching band music and they make it a whole thing. Cause he's like, I don't have any blues, you know, <laughs> damn it. I only like marching bands. Um, and then Ernie pops in and says to turn it down. Oh, I didn't know you were entertaining a lady like Ernie fucking rocks. You know, he's helping. Ernie's the man. He's helping, helping Danny uh, live his life, you know. 
I do um, think it's funny that uh, as soon as Ernie leaves, he's like, Ernie's killed people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? He, he was a nom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, he doesn't talk about it a lot, but he talks to me about it. Um, and then we cut to her mom, like reviewing apartments while he's at, while she's at Danny's place. Is this something that like rich people do? Or I had never heard of this like video. This has to be rich people bullshit. Yeah, I've no. Yeah. I never saw Especially any video. Especially back then realty. where the realtor took a video of themselves with a real camera, yeah, like a video camera that had a VHS tape in it. Yeah. To go, hey, uh, we're in this place now. And then they do a viewing. Yeah, party? it'd be so easy to make this with an iPhone. Yeah, this doesn't happen today. No. And you think he could just email it to her? It should. I mean, I'm I mean, as a person who's like, if I'm gonna live somewhere, I want to see it before I buy it. Sure. But rich people would be like, we just buy another house. <laughs> if we don't like it, if we get there and we don't like it, we'll just we, buy another we one. We burn it down. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll collect the insurance money. That's how we're rich. We'll rent it out. Oh, they we'll, become landlords. We'll double the rent and sublet. Yeah. Duh. Fucking pores. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um Ernie has killed people. That's my next note. And uh, the realtor pisses the mom off by saying, like, people like Carla. Nobody wants to rent to them, right? Um, what do you mean, you people? And they're they're watching The Graduate, Danny and Carla, uh, which is, like, the theme of the movie. Great movie. Uh, it's a great movie. He asks to be her friend. Like, like you, like you. You know what I mean? And she's mm-hmm. like, I guess, sure. And they finally find an apartment with a Georgian window. Classic San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Classic. Uh, and then she goes to see Danny at the bakery to tell him the good news that she got her own apartment and his uh, straight Italian boss is over his shit, you know? <laughs> um, and then he takes her to like a band practice, like a marching band. Uh, and he checks the tubas and he's like, see, not a marshmallow in the bunch. <laughs> um, so the marshmallow thing is because people throw marshmallows at the band, right? I guess it's like, yes. a, it's like a college thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they land in the, the tubas okay. sometimes. Okay. Um, but I love, honestly, the funniest part of this movie to me, a joke that actually landed so hard and I'm not ashamed was when he goes, see that guy, they call him walking Wally and he laughs hysterically. And then Carla's confused and she goes, why? And he, he, he shuts down and he goes, I don't know. And <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it's not a joke that he gets. It's just, he thinks he knows it's supposed to be funny. Yeah. yeah. I just love that. I love that. Um, oh, there's a joke that landed for me that we'll get to later <laughs> on in this movie. Um, so we cut to um, she's telling Heather, her sister, which I think is Sarah Paulson, about the dance that's coming up and asking for help with makeup. And Heather's like, it's late. You can tell she's with her girlfriend. And she's like, just go to the mall and pay to have your makeup done. And somebody takes advantage of her. They get like half of her face made up for free and then say the other half will be $50. And she just, that's not fair, right? Yeah. The woman that they cast to be this woman that tries to get her 50 bucks out of her, they cast her very well. Cause that woman's like, oh, well, life's not fair. So move on. Yeah. Like, it's, I, I guess malls might've done this, but that's horrendous. Yeah, I know. It was awful. Like I felt so bad in that moment. Like well, you're, you're mean. Yeah. You're a big meanie pants. You're big meanie pants. The customer's always right. And then her mom doesn't want her dancing too close and, and uh, sexually. So she's basically leave room for Jesus when you're dancing kind of, <laughs> yeah, kind leave, of stuff. Leave room for Jesus. Uh, and that's when the parents meet Daniel because he shows up and she at first thinks it's gotta be a, a young man who's trying to take advantage of her. Um, and the dad's like, well, she's a beautiful woman. Maybe he likes her. You know, he's trying to see the best in people. And it, when Danny, when they meet Danny, they're like, Oh, you guys have fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All of their worries go yeah, away. It makes sense. I gotta say the costume that Winnie made Carla, the swan costume. Mm-hmm. That was a fire costume. I have that same one. Do you? I, I look great in it. You should wear Swan it next Lake. time. Yeah. Swan Lake. <laughs> I like the doggy one too, though. I do love, I love how he starts barking at him. 
I, I love Daniel's like, give me paw. <laughs> I am house trained. Yeah. He had some good jokes written up. He's just joking. Um, and then at the dance, um, they find out that Carla passed her exams and Daniel did not. And he's devastated mostly because he's worried that she will think he's stupid. Mm-hmm. And she's like, that's not, I don't, I'm not here for your brains. I, I can never say that. <laughs> I would never think I'm that. here for that. How your butt looks in that dog costume. You dirty dog. <laughs> you know how much I love dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten thrown out of events <laughs> a bunch. because of how much I love dogs. Bunches of times. Come here, puppy. Uh, and then I put, is this the worst soundtrack I've ever heard? I, made, I later <laughs> confirmed it is. Um, and she talks, uh, the mother then goes on to talk about how disappointed she is in her gay workaholic, uh, mentally challenged, lazy kids. Like she just goes on a tirade. Yeah. Like one works too much. One is overly content with underachieving. And then she talks about her gay daughter. And then she's like, and then there's Carla who is just on the spectrum. Like you have a bunch of great kids, you know? And I just, it just didn't sit well with me. Like this is our like emotional center of this film. And her arc is like, like loving her kids. And you know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) There's some really interesting real things that she alludes to in this movie. They could have made the movie about, mm -hmm. but it's like, she's just disappointed as a rich lady and her awesome kids, you know? Yeah. Like, like seriously, your one kid is a a teacher who teaches second grade. Instead of being like, Oh my, my daughter's a teacher. She's like, "Uh, she could be a college professor, but Uh, no, cause those are two di- very different jobs that require very different things. Yeah. Way different skill sets. Yeah. Yeah. This is like, this is the, yeah. Again, this scene would also play better if they weren't on a fucking yacht. Yeah. Another, the yacht comes in again. <laughs> uh, but then it comes to them dropping her off at her first apartment. I did like stuff like this, you know, uh, like all the fire hydrants and the phone that dials right to the emergency services, how scared her mom is. And then her joy with like being alone and being herself. And like, she realizes that well, lo- she can burp. I love her geeking out at oh. all the little things that now that she's alone, it's so yeah. cute. Yeah. Um, and, and like uh, she almost calls the cops when the car alarm goes off. Like, wait, <laughs> that's a good scene. And I do love the, the little uh, comedy beat, how there's just a ridiculous amount of fire extinguishers in her apartment. Like yeah. she's always putting in a fire extinguisher away. <laughs> she put one in my bathroom. Um, and we cut to the bar. <laughs> Actually, I did laugh too when, so Radley's trying to get her, get Elizabeth out of the apartment. Like, okay, let's leave Carla alone. She's yeah. an adult. And right before Diane Keaton, like she crosses the threshold of the door and then she turns around. Do you smell gas? Yeah. <laughs> Just one last little, huh? No. Oh no. We don't. We don't smell gas, get mom. Out of, get I out of here, Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah, I ripped one. I'm Bradley. Bradley. Yeah. <laughs> um, we cut to the bar and like Danny and Carla are like watching a couple do body shots. But that's not how you do body shots. I don't think you can effectively do them vertically like that. Yeah, that, I was confused by their method as Unless well. Unless it was like a jello shot and they just shoved it in her belly button. And yeah. It would stay. I do. I did like the line of, uh, oh, regular couples don't do that. Those yeah. are college That kids. was her being like, I'm not doing that, Danny. <laughs> don't even get any fucking ideas, dude. Yeah. Um, I will be laying down. <laughs> We're going to do it right. That's right. And Danny tells her that he's, he's going to have to move now because his dad's not going to pay his rent anymore because he failed his tests. His dad's a dick. Um, we cut to them kissing. Oh my gosh. Uh, my body feels funny. Uh, and I love the line of like, what happens when people do it? Do you know what it's like? And he's like, well, yeah, like they do it. And then he smiles and then she smokes a cigarette, you know? (laughs) And she's like, but I don't like cigarettes. You know, I I like all that. Um, and he he tells a story where like some dudes paid some woman. He tells her it's so touching that he loves her more than hookers and cookies. (laughs) 
which is, I've never told anyone that, Steve. I'm not sure I can honestly say I feel that way. That's a big commitment. <laughs> My wife would never ask me to put her above hookers and cookies. Oh, she knows. <laughs> we call them hookies because I love them so much. <laughs> I actually usually mix them. I'm like, you better bake a dozen mm. and get ready because here I come. Mm. I need my hookies. <laughs> hookies and milk, baby. And call me Santa Claus. Ooh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> but it's played like it's supposed to be this tender thing. Um, and then the mother is concerned that she's being taken advantage of as a rich girl because he's, they, rich they now guy. know that Danny is a poor, which is a concern for them. Ew. <laughs> Likely a Democrat. Um, <laughs> and she's Can't like, have one of those running around. She's flagging the sex positions she's willing to do in the joy of sex book. And he's like, all right, that great. I love all that. I love actually I've done my own studying. You should check out page 143. Yeah. Maybe if you're willing, we could do that one. And she's like, Oh, how much do you weigh? I love that. How much do you weigh? 145 and four ounces. Oh, four ounces. That should be fine. That's, yeah. He's like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I did the math. Yeah. So then he goes in the bedroom and he's like, I'm ready. Um, and she's, she wants to wait until Thanksgiving. And he's like, I, I feel special right now. <laughs> Everyone knows the sexiest holiday. I know. What a bad idea. Can you imagine eating all that shit? It's such a bad idea. Never, never, never. But um, I mean, to her point, she wants to feel special. And I guess to her, sure. Thanksgiving is like all this fun. It's, the food next, it's just and, literally just the next holiday. Yeah. Like just something. Yeah. It could have been Halloween. But that's already over. Halloween. <laughs> Carla's in a big hurry on Thanksgiving and the mother's like, what's what's the big deal? I just don't want to get home too late. I want to go fuck. And he, we've I, all been there. I get sad when he said <laughs> he said he had tits and bits last year for Thanksgiving when he's eating the plate that Winnie uh -huh. packed for him. Um, so we now know he spent Thanksgiving at that bus bar. and His dad's a piece of shit. Yeah. Who invented sex anyway? I think it was Madonna. Um Fun line. I do love the joke. I mean, hopefully this is the one that worked for you where she asks him to put on music for sex and it's the <laughs> music man, 76 trombones in the big parade, 110 cornets. I'm going right to try that. I'm going to try that. That'll time. put anyone in the mood. Yeah. It's the opposite of infrastructure. You ready to get down? 76 trombones. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Six to midnight immediately. <laughs> And then her family starts noticing things are different about Carla now that she's had sex. Uh, Wendy can tell she's in love. Um, and then Danny's dad, he calls him and refuses to give Danny more money and then hangs up on him when he starts to say, well, I miss you. And how you been doing? You know, click. Yep. Uh, and he what like a, finishes so the convo. <laughs> All right. Well, see you. Talk to you later. That's so sad. So I wrote sad. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so then Danny gets wasted. He's fucking raising hell around the street. This is Daniel McMahon's bike rack. Get that off my porch. Yeah. Fuck you. I love that little bit of ADR. <laughs> and then like he walks past a couple holding hands like, I know what you're doing later tonight. Yeah. Page 55. Am I right? <laughs> am I right? Uh, How much do you weigh? Ernie. <laughs> Ernie comes out and res rescues him and brings him in and uh, Ernie's my dude. Gives him gives him good advice about, you know, drinking, you know, cowards get brave that way, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um and then we get that scene where her mother who gives to gay organizations but does not want her own daughter to be gay, but it's not even played like a huge deal. It's like we could understand why mom would feel this way is the way the scene comes off and it's kind of gross. You know what I mean? Cuz even oh, like I'm Sarah Paulson's character is like, "Oh, mom, Oh, I just got this as like a, it's just a conversation that comes out a lot. 
Yeah. The dad comes, tries to distract him, you know, from this conversation. Uh, And then at the Christmas party, Danny's kind of late and gets his brave juice. I love how he tells the bartender, don't tell Ernie. I don't know an Ernie, sir. (laughs) Oh, okay, good. This is the joke that got me. The bar? The bar, because the bartender's like, have a merry, have a merry Christmas. Like, yes, it is. (laughs) <laughs> and then when he comes back later, it's like, Merry Christmas. It still is. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one that got you. Yeah. <laughs> That's just how you, you are literally just Danny when you're drunk. That's the only reason you I loved mean, it so much. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, except instead of the, the microphone speech, you're at karaoke. Yeah. I'm singing. You just hobble up four there. Blondes. You go up there. Everybody else sit down. <laughs> is that your move? Yeah. Excuse Someone, me, someone's in the middle of their own song. Yeah. Hey, uh, let me get that from you. <laughs> I don't need you to sit down. <laughs> yeah. He tells everybody to sit down. The, the married, co- the, you know, the, the bride and groom. Yeah. Jeff down. and Caroline or Jeff making down. like a, a speech about how he's super excited to marry Caroline. And yeah. Is it, is it Heather that tells her, but like, if you, if you say olive juice, it looks like I love you. I don't know why. Why can't you just mouth? I love you. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't, I didn't get that at all. Um, yeah, that was bizarre. If you say a completely different thing, it looks like the thing you want to say. Yeah. Why don't I just say the thing I want to say? Yeah. You poor, (laughs) you don't get it. Only pours actually say, I love you. Um, and then he gets on stage and he's going well at first. He's, you know, dropping some good jokes and making Carla feel special. But then he tells the entire room that last Thanksgiving they did it. And everyone is laughing at her when she loses her absolute shit mm-hmm. and calls him stupid. And they have a big fight. Go home, Danny. My next note after this giant fight is the soundtrack is so fucking bad in all caps. I'm sorry. I can't let it go. It was just, it was grading me. Uh, and then my I stopped taking notes. My told my family that we did it at Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's making me real sad that he told them that we did it at Thanksgiving. Oh, his bike's not here. He must not be at school. It's Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get the scene with the wedding rehearsal. Um, all of Jeff's groomsmen are down to down to down to clown they're down to clown they put some sunglasses on and stuff but they're all terrified of the mother she's very controlled who is the wedding planner who just like becomes uh benito mussolini who's like all like you guys are ruining this wedding for me the wedding planner <laughs> that's the kind of wedding planner you want i guess putting the foot down i would rather especially ernie if you're be a rich lady <laughs> ernie would plan yeah, a sweet wedding you would, yeah you take uh, over from here steve oh geez so like yeah it's the middle. This, the, this is where I text you and found out there's 30 minutes. Left. <laughs> and you're like, I'm out. <laughs> Cause I thought it was winding down, you know, Oh, it's dark night of the soul. They need to make up. And then, you know, we'll get to the wedding. Yeah. So, what? so Danny's like upset. He can't afford the, the apartment anymore. Cause his dad's a dick. So he's going to take a train to Florida to be with his mom. Yeah. And while he's on the train, he starts to tell the, like his, his train buddy about like, what's your favorite Dustin Hoffman movie? And the guy's like, oh, I don't know. And he like names a couple of different movies. He's like, oh, I like The Graduate. And he he starts talking about why he loves it. But then while he's talking about The Graduate, his favorite movie, he realized, wait, the plot of that applies to this. The plot applies to me. I should go to that wedding. Somebody quick play S and G. 
Tell here's to you, Mrs. Which is Robinson. a banger ass song. I was so relieved mm-hmm. that they could afford that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, he he gets <laughs> off the. <laughs> he gets off the train because now he's gonna redo uh, the graduate, but he forgets his ticket, and the, his buddies in the window are like, "You forgot your ticket, buddy." <laughs> This kind of looks like it's like actual buddy too. It's like, D-bomb. <laughs> D-bomb, my dude. What are we going to do with all these beers I brought on board? Yes. Yeah, so the train dude's like, oh, you can't. I thought we were going to get hookies later. <laughs> A fresh plate of hookies. Bro. Bro. <laughs> I can't do hookies alone. <laughs> I was going to do hookies and blow with I was going to get a whole baker's dozen of them bitches. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he can't take a train back. So now he's got to hitchhike. The sisters are having their own little bachelorette party. Uh, a lame one. A really lame one. <laughs> I do like the the joke where Carlos like, I don't want to play the game where you put the penis on the man. And Heather's like, me either. Same Z's. I'm a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> In case y'all forgot. Uh, but the sisters are all passed out. They wrote bride on Caroline's forehead and marker. Uh, but it's wedding time. It's wedding time. And as the nuptials are being read out, marshmallows are falling from the sky. And hitting everybody. No one knows what's going what? on. I do like the little bit of characterization where Jeff, like, it doesn't phase him. He's like, I did, I did love that. He's like playing like, into it. I thought through this whole movie, like most people, I don't even think my wife, she was super chill, but most people would be kind of furious about at Carla's yeah. introduction and all of the wedding events, you know? Yeah. But everybody's been really cool about it and like kind of whatever. And then yeah, even the groom's like, oh, I'm just catching him. <laughs> <laughs> he's, I like him. Even yeah. though he's like... An oil baron. Yeah, he's definitely killed some kids in <laughs> Africa for sure. But he's super chill at weddings. Mm-hmm. Uh, but oh my God, it's Daniel. He's up there in the second floor trying to get Carla's attention with the marshmallows. Uh, some security goes up there to get him down and it spooks him and he falls off the second floor. But luckily he grabs onto a, like a banner, banner or, or something. I forget, what's it called? Not a drape. A um, ah, curtain. No, it's a special word for what that is. And I used to know it because I read a lot of fantasy books and they're all, they're in castles. Hooky? No. Tapestry? Mm, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I'm digging tapestry. Let's, he, Let's he, go he, with it. He, he, he's saved by a tapestry. Uh, at, it's at this point where he proclaims his love for Carla and asks her to marry him. And the, the harp lady's into it. She's like, oh yeah, I'm going to play a little harpsichord here <laughs> to accentuate the, the mood. And then there's this point where like Daniel just awkwardly joins the bridesmaids. <laughs> but uh, uh, apparently, but, a, but Caroline's not into it. And she gets her mom to sort of like usher Daniel away. And the, the wedding proceeds. We get a bunch of generic wedding party stuff. Utensils are f- flying in the air in slow motion for some reason. Uh, and this, at this point, Elizabeth and Carla argue. Um, Carla's upset that her mom doesn't really like approve of this union of her and Daniel getting married. And, and Carla's like, I hate everything you did for Caroline's wedding. It's tacky and shitty and gross. And I'm going to make my own wedding. It's way better. (laughs) And this whole time, the sprinklers of the golf course, again, rich ass family. It's our golf course. Bradley's dad created the country club. Yes. That's a little thing we, we, we skipped over. He's the founder of it. And this whole argument's happening on a golf course. It's kind of funny and how like this is hilarious. But but yeah, so Carla storms off. Elizabeth is really sad. What did you call her? Carla? Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Was that a, 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 knock, at, was that a knock at Sarah Paulson's character? Elizabeth. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. And so Carla starts to plan the wedding herself. She's sending everybody invites on uh, like puppy dog cards, which I would love that. Oh yeah. I want that to be my Steve coded. (laughs) Very Steve coded. Um, And she's the first one in her family to invite uh, Michelle, Heather's girlfriend, because at this point, like, Heather was like, this is going to be the last family event I attend where Michelle's not invited. Damn, Carolyn didn't even invite Michelle. Carolyn didn't invite Michelle wow. to her wedding. Yeah. Uh, Carla Batch. is the first person in that family to invite Michelle. And I thought that was very sweet. Um, and then uh, Radley gave, apparently gave Daniel a speech about bravery and responsibility as the father of the bride. And Elizabeth isn't going to go. She's not going to this wedding. And Radley's like, hey, you know, uh, at your age, Maybe you don't want to miss out on moments with your kids. Mm. You're going to die soon. <laughs> You're going to die soon is what I'm saying. <laughs> Cause I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So Carla Radley walks Carla down the aisle. Ernie's the musician. He's playing the guitar uh, as, as all the sisters are coming down and during their procession. Uh, Danny's mom is in attendance. Um, from Florida, from Florida with her boyfriend, uh, an alligator and al- Yeah. It's an alligator, a full size alligator. <laughs> they're, they're doing the gator chop. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have their own vows, which kind of takes the, the priest or whatever by surprise. Like, we're, we thought we'd just come up with them on the spot right here. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, they keep like kissing each other cause they're just so in love and they're just so happy to be together that they keep kissing <laughs> the, the preachers. Like not yet. Nope. Wait, don't do that yet. Nope. And then they do it. And then he's like, now you may do it. And they look at him like, <laughs> right here. <laughs> he's like, you may kiss the bride. Oh, that thing. Okay. Uh, and then Elizabeth shows up in a hideous hat. Don't know what she was thinking with that thing. I think she kind of slayed. It's like crooked and like it's not crooked. It's slanted. It's slanted. It's a jaunted. It's a jaunted angle. But she couldn't miss Carla's wedding. She couldn't miss her daughter's wedding. Uh, she is seemingly giving this union her blessing, which I don't think they needed. And uh, Heather wants to introduce Michelle to her mom, which hopefully that went well. <laughs> and uh, Ernie gave them the car. Remember how he was like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to give you a ride on that car. a winter paint job. Yeah, but he's going to give them a ride right. in the car. And the marching band shows up uh, um, to give them a little, little, little song and dance and to kind of uh, give them a little parade down the street. And, he, and Daniel's like, that's the gift I got for my wife. He can say it. There is some power as a married person going, that's my wife. Oh, for like sure. That, that, that feels good. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, the marching band, they all leave. Everyone's c- congratulated. They, there's another little mention of olive juice and they live presumably happily, happily ever after. Olive juice. Olive juice. Olive juice, Steve. Olive juice too. That's the end. <laughs> that's the end of the other look sister guys. I just want to say how much I love the Scramo family. Except for that third sister. We don't know her. Yeah, we don't know her. Could be a real Caroline. <laughs> Could be a real Elizabeth, you know what I'm saying? Is that the mother? Yeah. That would suck. That would suck. B Scramo is what they call her in Discord. The, myster- <laughs> the mysterious Scramo. B Scramo. Yeah. Don't be Scramo though. I do have to say, so the 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 Discord fiends gave us an aura frame. That's what I keep looking at. So we can see photos of fiends from around the world and it kind of like goes through it. The Scramos did upload a photo of all three of them. Oh, and it's real funny because you see Jenny, Emily, and then the third Scramo, they have like a sensor graphic over her face that just says the other sister. (laughs) So if you are watching the YouTube version of this and you saw me looking at a frame and 
ostensibly ignoring Steve. It's because it, <laughs> it kept switching photos while he was talking and it would like catch my eye. I'm like, Ooh, what's that? One of them was literally Steve and, uh, and Casey and Erica. And it was like a gif. So I was like, <laughs> what is that? It's moving. Yeah. Oh my God. A moving picture. And one was like uh, at a football game. It was a video. It was a whole thing. So I was like, Oh, <laughs> There's some fun going on I have over there. The AD and the H and D. So I was like, bang. Um, but yeah, I, I am delighted uh, that you shared this this love of this film with me. I did not agree with that love, but that does not mean <laughs> I do not appreciate your love of it, and it does not mean I do not love you because I do, I do deeply. But I will never lie to you, my dear friends. They come to you for the transparency. For That's the right. Truth, the honest truth. That's right. Do you swear to tell the truth? Always. Nothing but what I stream and truth. I told the truth about small soldiers, Pokemon, and other sister. He loves small soldiers. Don't lie. It was I. <laughs> <laughs> would have been better with the cast of Predator. And would've so been. would the other sister. I'm not going to lie. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Dylan, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Danny. <laughs> Danny, you son of a bitch. <laughs> You're pushing too many pencils, Carla. At the school, you know, when he first picked her up. Call me Radley. <laughs> he's Radley. Yeah, he's Radley. He would be Radley. The real question is Elizabeth Jesse Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got time to meet your gay best friend. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm a sexual tyrant. <laughs> <laughs> I want Diane Keaton to say that now. <laughs> I'm a sexual tyrannosaurus wreck. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Thank you so much. East Gramo for suggesting the other sister, a movie I definitely would never have seen mm -mm. were it not for you. Uh, I'd never even heard you of this movie. Our, yeah. I, you opened our eyes and our minds, and we appreciate that always. That's all the time we've got for right now. We love you all dearly, but we've got to go return some videotapes. My name is Kit. And I'm Steve. And this was Streaming Things, the other streaming. Things.